Welcome back to another disgusting episode of the Burning Eden Podcast. I am Bath, your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. And I'm Mel, your favorite hot and bothered big titty heathen. Mel, hot and bothered? Oh, yeah. They still haven't fixed our IC, so I'm hot and bothered. Wait, is that <sighs> what you meant when you said you had an OnlyFans? <sighs> Damn it, no. But that could be a scenario in one of my videos. Hmm. Getting your AC fixed? Fuck yes. Having AC is sexy as fuck. Don't kink shame me, Beth. If you say so. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Christy Burke from TikTok. Hey! Hello! <laughs> Welcome to Hello. the shit show. How are yeah. you doing? I'm excited. I got my my big mug of tea and hey. I am ready. Oh, look, she's serious about it. Maybe she'll spill <laughs> I like the to party tea. hard. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I Going like wild it. with the tea. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, I let it steep too long. No, no. It was between this and a seltzer, and I thought, you know, I don't want to party ooh. too hard tonight. So. You're wild. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for yeah. taking time out your day. You're, yeah. you know, to talk with us bullshitters. And yeah. <laughs> um, but before we get into the meat, uh, do you know what time it is, Beth? Uh, what time is it, Mel? It's time for the verse of the day. But before we read the Bible verse of the day, we have a message from God Himself. Yeah, it's wow. from God, I swear. Mm. Yeah. And I've goes, never gotten a message from God. <laughs> God but That's you, why we're just, here. Just you wait. <laughs> God says, listen, mm. the world is crazy. Life is hard. It all just sucks. But I'm here to assure you that you suck more. I'm God, and I want to be your therapist. My approach centers on the principle that true healing comes from embracing what an absolute piece of fucking shit you are. You can't fix something that isn't broken. That's why with me, you'll be tormented with any number of mental health issues, including depression, anxiety, OCD, PTSD, attachment disorders, social and trust issues, eating disorders, substance abuse, and suicidality. Mm -hmm. I use some conventional tools like shame, guilt, fear, blame, gaslighting, scapegoating, and love bombing to keep you coming back for more. Best of all, my therapy is absolutely free. It's already been paid for by the blood sacrifice of my own child, so you can't afford not to let me into your soul. Consequences of rejecting me include being ass fucked by Satan while your flesh melts off your body for eternity. I can't wait for us to work together. Let us break you so I can make you better. Come and see me, God, for your therapy today. Amen. The word of the Lord. Oh, that Holy sounds Spirit. right up my alley. there for a minute. Woo. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but so thank you for that god <laughs> per tradition we would love the guest that's you to read the bible verse of the day what do you have for us okay so bible verse of the day so it's actually mm. a bible passage um okay. because i'm a little extra like that no we're done we're done we're done cut off so it comes out of Romans 9, starting mm -hmm. in verse 16. And it says, okay. it does not therefore depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. For scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this very purpose, that I might display my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Therefore, God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, and he hardens whom he wants to harden. Oh. One of you will... One of you will say to me, why does God still blame us for who was able to resist his will? But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make the same lump of clay from some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? Last couple verses. What if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath prepared for destruction? What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for his glory? Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so in a nutshell, God can do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm -hmm. He can exactly. fuck with whoever he yeah. wants. Mm -hmm. Don't question him. And nope. don't question mm -hmm. it. Don't question him. 
that, that works for me, I guess. Exactly. So I'm a Christian. This- This passage was actually like the catalyst for my deconstruction from Christianity. Um, It is like, it is what I read that made me question everything that I knew about God. And the one that said, don't question anything. Exactly. (laughs) Well, when you read it, it says that God specifically creates certain people for destruction and certain people for glory. And that Mm. he just, that's just the way it is. And so I got to a point when I was questioning where I was like, well, if I, and not a Christian, if I end up in hell, God literally made me that way. And there's nothing that I can do yeah. about it. I can't right. change it. I just have to go along with the flow. And then eventually that just kind of like shatters your whole perception mm-hmm. of God. And it just all rolls yeah. downhill from there. Yeah. It's like a game of Sims and we're just little puppets. Yeah, or... exactly. It's like exactly. Calvinism, right? Pretty much. Oh yes. my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the Bible verse of the day. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you yeah. so much. For- um, fantastic. Yeah. So we would love to get to know your background, your and uh, your religious background, and how you got to where you are today. Your deconstruction. Okay. So let's start from the beginning. Oh boy! Crisscross um, applesauce, motherfucker. <laughs> Buckle up. No. Um, I was uh, pretty much raised in the Southern Baptist Church. Mm. Um, the very first week of my life, I was brought to church, and I was there every week after that. So completely Whoa. just Whoa. my whole life. <laughs> my mm. whole life. Um, my my grandmother always loved to brag that she, like, stole me from my, my mom the first, like, like, right a few days after I was born and, like, took me to church. So, um, so yeah, I spent my whole life there. I my the beginning kind of childhood years were not as fundamentalist mm. um my household was very secular in a lot of ways and we okay. watched you know so we watched secular movies and listened to secular music and things like that but um when i was like 13 14 um i had a church camp experience and Ooh. i you know okay. re- rededicated my life the whole shebang you know mm. and i decided i was going to live for the lord and oh, wow so- from there, my my household kind of became more fundamentalist. I became more fundamentalist. I got way more involved in my church. And um, I spent several years really deep in the sauce, like just mm. Jesus freak all the way, you know. And um, mm. yeah, and I was pretty much like that till I was like 17. And then 17 is when I, um, I had like a church boyfriend and he had showed me this passage in Romans, you know, about <laughs> how, you know, God chooses a certain people to, to be saved and certain people not to be saved. And I was like, I don't agree with that. What are you talking about? Not the, God, not the God that I know, not the, not my father, God, who loves everyone and wants everyone to be saved. And um, so we kind of had a lot of back and forth theological discussion and broke up because we just didn't agree with each other on like the theology of the matter. And that just kind of like catapulted me into, you know, a journey away from my faith. Mm. Well, that was a great episode. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, no. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah. In short. We literally asked the guest, you know, you can talk as much as you want. Drag it for an hour if you want. She takes well, four minutes. I give you a wrap yet. Do you have any, okay. any follow-up questions? <laughs> the tea hasn't hit yet. It's fine. I fucking love it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So uh, you said age 13 that you were in this yeah. camp? Holy shit. Yeah. That's well, fucked up, you know? <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because I um, I kind of went through, like a, a lot of people my age, you know, a little bit of an emo phase when mm-hmm. I was 13, you know? Right, so right. I, maybe, not, maybe not a little bit, kind of like an all-out emo phase. We need and, to see photos. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Sometime down the road. Maybe yes. not public. Um, <laughs> God, I had like the I would cut my own hair like every day. Oh, I was like my cutting God. my hair. It was so bad, so bad. Yes. Um, but I did, I went through like this little emo phase and I wanted to go to warp tour like so bad. Mm. And my mother would not let me. Like there was no way she was gonna, you know, send her teenage daughter <laughs> off to warp tour. And um 
So she's like, well, instead, you can go to church camp. Oh. <laughs> you know, you can go with the youth group to church camp. And <laughs> that was all I had. That was my only option that summer. Oh, no. And um, and I got saved. I went to church camp. And, mm. you know, and it, I, I always believed in Jesus, always mm. believed in God. When I was five years old, my parents sat me down and they were like, you need to accept Jesus into your heart. You just need to say a prayer. We need to make sure you're saved. You know, it's, it's that like anxiety that parents get their kid isn't right. going to be saved, you know? Right. And so at five years old, I said the prayer, I did the thing and I was baptized. And I remember I was like, <laughs> five? Pastor, you were baptized at five, five. baptized at five years old. They brought me up in front of the congregation, made me profess. And I had, I, there was this like old, old pastor. He was a very old guy. <sighs> and he was like holding his hand over my mouth, you know, about to dump me in. And I am like terrified. And he puts me under and he was so slow about it because oh, he was so no. old. And I just, I was like panicking under the water, like trying to get out. Oh, Jesus. no. <laughs> it was terrifying. It was terrifying. <sighs> but, you know, of course, you stand up and everybody claps and, and celebrates you. And, you know, that, that I always believed and, you know, I kind of went through, I was a child, so you kind of do what you do, you know, especially when you're not super fundamentalist household. But as I got older, um, I, I had developed some issues with like depression and anxiety, like some typical kind of preteen teenage stuff getting into high school. And, um, yeah. And I just, I was constantly being told by the church that, um, Jesus would would be the way Jesus would give me hope and healing and would be my mm. father and you know um so I I think I just gravitated toward that you know because I thought that okay well this is something that will help this will help me you right, know this right. will give me the joy that's and the peace you that I'm too. I mean when that's all you know unfortunately that's that's what you do that's just what it is right would you do you think that in your opinion that indoctrinated children at that age is considered child abuse I do. And I do. And it's a very controversial opinion. Um, a lot of people get very angry when you say that and, and, and they'll kind of, um, come back and say, well, everybody indoctrinates their kids in some way, right? Like all parents teach their kids how to live and what to think and what to believe. And I don't think that's necessarily true right, and I also right. don't and I don't think it has to be true um I think a lot of times people in the church um kind of conflate uh, education with indoctrination mm -hmm. you know especially like they'll yeah. say public schools are indoctrinating your children no public schools are giving your kids information right. and they're saying learn this you know this is how the world works learn it they're not hinging their eternal soul um, right. on whether or not they believe the information they're being presented. They have to pass a test, but they're not going to like go to hell if they don't believe what they're learning. Right, right. right. So they're instilling that <laughs> fear, that anxiety yeah. that, you know, that, that causes depression in, when you're yeah. getting older. Uh, I think that's, that's child abuse. It's psychological it damage for sure. Yes. And I think that what's tough about it is that it's a lot of people can, can do it with the best intentions. And I think they do. Oh, like, yeah. I think yeah. that my parents, my family had good intentions in their minds. They don't want their daughter to burn in hell for eternity, you right. know? And right. so they felt like indoctrinating me was the best thing that they could do for me. Um, and, and so it's, it's, that's, I think why it's so difficult to call it child abuse and just, you know, come out and say it because it's unintentional. And it's also like this generational thing. And it's like this organizational thing where it kind of comes from the top, the church, you right. know, starts the abuse, and then the people perpetuate it. Right. And so it's like systemic, it's systemic child abuse, um, rain, like coming from the organization itself. And the parents are just they're victims too. I mean, it, I always, I yes. think about that a lot. Right. I think like right. my parents were victims of indoctrination. Their parents were victims. Like it started somewhere and like, yeah. where does it stop? You know? <laughs> mm. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, perhaps, I mean, I don't know if you could label it child abuse, but definitely there's tactics that are being utilized that are abusive. Mm. You know? Yeah. And that right. caused, you know, we can see the evidence of the damage causes that it causes. Mental mm -hmm. stress. Emotional damage. Emotional damage. <laughs> like a cute song. <laughs> right. A child, you know, a five year old should not have to live with that right. fear, that anguish that they're going to burn in hell. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck, man? And their brain is still. 
developing. Your brain, yeah, and your brain's not like, developed uh, yet. <laughs> like, yeah. How are you supposed to even be able to function mm-hmm, and like right. d- differentiate like reality from fantasy? I mean, I was raised like hellfire and brimstone. My church mm. was, you know, okay. they did the revivals. It was wow. like, it was very like, you're going to hell if you don't listen. The ravens oh, will pluck your eyes out and the, the flames of hell. Like it, oh it was bad. Um, and so... I and 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 there was always like talk of like spiritual warfare, demons mm. all around, and there's right. you know if fighting between spirits, and if you go out into the world, the demons will be waiting to attack you and take you over to Satan's side. And so I'm like, you know, I remember being like seven years old, eight years old, and being at this like daycare program, and I had these these friends, and uh, we were like playing, we would play pretend, you know, like mm. make believe, all kinds of stuff. But I remember one specific instance, I was like looking around, and I was getting really paranoid that I was like seeing demons or spirits or something Mm. and I started getting like really scared and so I told my friends I'm like hey there are demons like on mm-hmm. this playground and we have to fight them. And I, I felt very serious about it. Wow. Um, right, right. And, and uh, I don't know what happened, but like one of the kids told one of the adults and I got in trouble. Like the adults came to me and they're like, Christy, you can't do that. And they like separated me and I got in a lot of trouble for like talking about these demons, you know, on the playground. Mm-hmm. And I was told I wasn't allowed to talk about it anymore. And then I would go to church on Sunday and they're like so serious about it, talking about mm-hmm. how serious this is. And right. you know, so, it's like, how do you f- navigate through reality when you're being told that there's all this invisible stuff going on and then nobody's taking you seriously when you think that you're experiencing it? It's, it's right. wild. It's wild. Right. So do you it changes actually... the way you think? Oh, my yeah, bad. For sure. I was, oh, I was say... just saying it changes the way you think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. It, but do you remember actually seeing something no, I didn't. I didn't see. I anything. mean, it's your imagination. It was, I'm it, it well, was, you you were young, think, so exactly. I'm like convinced Active imagination. That you saw yeah, I mean, we also like. I I thought that I saw like alien footprints in the ground oh. and things like Ooh. that. And so okay. you know, we would we would take like tape and like pretend like we were getting like footprints. And I don't <laughs> know, like we did silly stuff as kids. Right. But um, I think that it was just I was I'm a very imaginative person and I always yeah. have been. Um, and so I think probably I was most likely going through like sermons they were being they were teaching about these things and I was hearing about it and so I think it just like got in my head um because I would also have like nightmares about Mm. Satan you know I would I had have these nightmares that like Satan was at the edge of my bed (laughs) and he was like staring at me and like waiting for me and um so I think I was just like kind of taking on that stuff and that's like that's really heavy stuff for an elementary child, you know, like that's not things that children should be even thinking about. Um, I mean, adults shouldn't either really, but But especially young kids. It's not for kids. No. I mean, I'm sure that if uh, we stopped indoctrinating children and, you know, people who are religious, you know, decided altogether to push religion, but only onto adults, I don't think it would work. I, don't, I really don't think so. It would die really quickly. You no. have to. I, there, I feel kid. like there would still be people, but not yeah, as many. Not as many. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's no, yeah, no. I, I think getting in their heads while they're young is what they try to do, and they will openly say, "Yeah, yeah. we're indoctrinating our children." Like, right. yes. We are proud of indoctrinating our children. I heard it growing up in the church all the time. Indoctrination wasn't a bad word in the church. It was a good word, actually. Mm. Um, And so they were happy that they were getting into our minds and letting us know while we were young. But again, like I just constantly like I go back and forth because I have a lot of anger toward that, you know, for the indoctrination. But I also have a lot of understanding and empathy that these people were also indoctrinated. And I don't know what it is that makes some people break away. Some people mm-hmm. decide to, to stop the cycle and, and move on and what, what makes some people stay. Um, and so I, I have a lot of, uh, I feel bad for people that are still stuck in that, you know, cycle. There's so many, you know, so many factors. Um, you know, a lot of them have to do with the support system that you have, you know, mm, yes. you don't yep. have anywhere else to go. What are you going to do? You have to stay. Um, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. uh, you don't have resources to leave or you don't have access to information. They're gatekeeping information from you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then what do you do if you don't know any better? You know? So it, it's fucking crazy shit. 
Yeah. So now that we have the internet, we have YouTube, we have TikTok, you know, we're able to speak out about these things and people are able to see each other uh, and learn from every experience that people have experienced and say like, oh shit, I'm going through something similar, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I think how we're going to do it. You know, if we're going to kind of chip away at mm. this issue, this, this right. problem that we're seeing this Christian problem, uh, you know, around the world, but in the United States, especially, um, mm. I, I don't think it's, it's going to be done by like being, hateful and angry, although <laughs> anger can be a good thing if channeled properly, I think it's going to be just getting out there and raising awareness, sharing our stories, and also encouraging people to ask the hard questions. Like, I right. feel like the most effective thing we can do is just talk about this, be open and loud about it, share ex mm -hmm. our experiences, mm -hmm. and then just, just get people to ask a lot of questions, because I think that's how people are going to start, you know, breaking away from their faith. We're seeing people leaving the church Right. constantly like yeah. rapidly and yes. um, yeah. I think it's because people are starting to kind of like the blinders are coming <laughs> off and so many more people are starting to actually speak out uh, whereas right. before I think a lot of people well even now I think people just feel like outcasts in society mm -hmm. when they come out as a non-believer yeah. as an atheist yeah. like right it's yeah. It's so bizarre. Like growing up in the church, they tell you, um, you know, that that you're so persecuted and that you will, you know, you'll, you'd be more accepted if you just went out into the world and did, you know, narrow is the gate that <laughs> takes you to Jesus and wide is the gate that leads to destruction. And it's actually like the opposite. Like I left the church mm -hmm. and the support and the, um, the appreciation for me, like completely dropped, the respect dropped. And yep. I, I had a much harder time finding community outside of the church than I did inside of it. It was a lot easier. <laughs> right. Wow. Just, but I, I feel <laughs> going back to like, you said that people are leaving the church now, but it's, it's funny because now that the churches are being held accountable for their actions and their hate. And it's Glory. not necessarily us like saying something like, yes, like we are there in the corner saying shit about it. Like, Hey, look at that. You know, it's mostly the churches doing it themselves and it's beautiful. People are yeah. actually like waking up and seeing that. And we're, we're obviously helping the situation be like, you know, that's kind of fucked up, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited to see the future. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it is slowly, just, just, slowly, it's going to implode from the inside yes. out. You know, yeah. the, the church really doesn't do itself any favors nope. with the way it, it it operates um you know a lot of people aren't going to like that you know you say the church and they're like what church my church isn't like that and it's like <laughs> as course. a whole like the organization right. that is christianity the entity that is christianity it's i, I feel like we're seeing the cracks and yeah. i don't know what's going to happen but i just have a very strong feeling that if it doesn't take on like a whole new look, you know, the new kind of progressive, cool, hippie right. Jesus kind of look, like mm -hmm. I mm. feel like Christianity is going to start, the numbers are going to dwindle because yes. people are waking up. They're seeing the corruption in the church. They're seeing they how are the church going down. treat. Huh? They are going down. Didn't mean to yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're yeah. good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. As, we, as far as we, as far as we know, they are going down. Yeah. I don't know how quickly, but they are, <laughs> they are for sure. I mean, as long as it's like steady and going down, it's fine, you know, but uh, God damn it. Um, so I would like to hear, I'm sure Beth too, but your deconstruction process, how was that going? How, how did it go? Was it slow? Was it fast? Like, well, what was the hardest part uh, for you? Um, oh man, that's tough. Uh, so it was definitely a slow process for mm -hmm. sure. So I was 17 when, you know, I, I kind of had my like, oh my God moment, like who is God? Who do I serve? You know, um, I, so just a little bit of a background, um, my biological father was an addict and an alcoholic. And so when I was about um, eight years old, he was like no longer an active part of my life. My mom mm -hmm. remarried, I had a stepdad and that itself caused like a lot of 
trauma in me as a kid, you know? Um, And so because of that, I think I was very attracted to this idea of a very loving father, God, you know, they Mm. talked about God is your father. He's your protector. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Um, Once he, once you're his, you're his forever. And so that was a very attractive concept to me as a kid whose father was not around. Right. And so when I got to that point at 17, when I realized that like, God kind of just like created a big simulation and like made, picked favorites and decided you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to heaven. That like shattered everything I knew about this like loving father that wanted a relationship with all people that loved his children. It's like, yeah. well, he's not a loving father if he creates somebody just to send them to hell. That's horrible. Mm. And that. I think alone was like almost, it was, it was very traumatic because again, I lost my father. I lost this idea of this, this thing that I had. Um, and I had to grieve that. And so the following few years after that, um, I kind of went on this journey, you know, trying to figure out who God was. I even left my parents' church. I had to beg them to let me go to a different church. Cause I was like, I'm wow. trying to, figure this out. I think I'm maybe I'm not getting the right message about God at this church. So, you know, let me find, let me figure this out. And so they, they allowed me to go to a church um, nearby and I was like 18 at this point, but I was still living at home. And you know how that goes in the fundamentalist churches, you're, you're 18, but you're still like following all the rules, you know, that your parents give you. And so um, I had to get permission for them. I went to another church. It was like a non-denominational kind of, you know, cool Mm. church. They, but they also like spoke in tongues. They were a little more charismatic than my Southern Mm. Baptist church. Okay. So so it was very different. Um, but I spent that time kind of gaining a closer relationship with God, but it was also more of an abstract relationship. Like I felt like I couldn't define God. Like I was starting to believe in a God that really wasn't even biblical or aligning with things I was reading in scripture. And I you couldn't put away. Your own God. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I yeah. couldn't put away that Romans nine verse, you know, that just, <laughs> I couldn't put that out of my mind. And yeah. so I got to that point where I was like, I am so tired. Like I am exhausted. I'm so tired of trying to find God and like dedicate all my time and energy to this God that I don't even know or understand. So I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm going to like block this out. I'm going to just forget about it for a little while and I'm going to try to live my life. And so I um, started skipping church, but I wouldn't tell my parents. I would actually get, I would get dressed up on, yeah, I would get dressed (laughs) up on Sunday mornings. And I would, you know, act like I was going to church and I'd get in my car and I'd drive down the road and I would go pick up one of my friends and we would just drive. We'd drive to Ocala um, and we would just like drive around and we would buy cigarettes and smoke them, even though we didn't like cigarettes at all. (laughs) We were just like, (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) I was like living the rebel life, like big time, you know, right? And so that's what I did for like, I don't know, probably a few months where I just Uh pretended like I was going to church, but I really wasn't. And, um, and from there, I, you know, I started living a little bit more of a normal life, like a normal young adult, 18 year old life, you know, I'd like kind of go to I'd go to the clubs and parties, and I would Mm -hmm. tell my parents I was doing one thing and doing another. And uh, living in the world, as right. they say, you know, um, you got a taste of it. Yeah, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> and and I made some not so good decisions. You know what happens when a sheltered, I you mean... know, Christian girl breaks out of the house, and right. <laughs> you know. Oh, um, so yeah, that happened. And I was nineteen, um, and I, my my mom had found out that I was kind of sneaking around a lot she (laughs) had gone through like my phone and um, kind of snooped on me and um found out some stuff and she invited um like 15 friends and family members over to our house one day um to pretty much spring like a an intervention on me a spiritual (laughs) intervention Have a seat. Have a seat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, have Bible, Bibles in hand, tissues, oh, you know, crying, oh. the, everybody in a circle, and me oh, sitting. Yeah. Like, in, yeah. yeah, the pastor was there, family members were there, church people were there. It was. What? 
it was very traumatic actually like it was crazy it was crazy um and yeah a lot of shit went down a lot of a lot of stuff happened and um I pretty much decided that day I was gonna leave and I left home Mm. and um I had I had nothing like I didn't have anywhere to live. I didn't have anything. Um, But I just like packed a bunch of stuff in trash bags. And I loaded up, I called my friend and my friend picked me up Then I loaded up her car and I went to her house. And then I found a place to stay temporarily and, you know, kind of got back on my feet after a while. But um, through through all of that, Hmm. um, I still believed in God, but I Uh just kind of was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm doing with this. I just have to survive. So yeah, I just kind of spent some time surviving for a little while um, and just kind of put it on the back burner for a a couple, probably about a year. And then a year later, I revisited the Bible. Mm. I started thinking maybe I need to figure this out again. And that's when I also revisited things like the atheist experience and, Mm. you know, uh, podcasts on deconstruction, things like that. And I mean, I guess they weren't back then. It wasn't deconstruction. This was like 10 years ago, but um, people online that were talking about this stuff, Matt Delahunty, Tracy Harris, and, um, yeah, and that sent me on a whole new journey. <laughs> Just That's snowballed. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, because when you hear other people, um, uh, you know, making arguments and, you know, it's not you in your head. It's you're hearing right. it from someone else. You know, it starts making sense, right? Mm-hmm. They start deconstructing things or uh, putting things in a, from a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, I started watching the atheist experience like when I – graduated high school started college which was like I graduated in 06 so around 07 08 is when I started watching the atheist experience the long ass time ago <laughs> oh, and man. I've been watching it since <laughs> I fucking love it but it was so helpful to to hear you know other people think that way to 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 explain things this way that I never heard of you know right it's just fantastic so that's awesome Yeah, you know, it gave me so much confidence and validation. And it it wasn't even just I mean, the arguments they would make the the back and forth helped me so much because I was very skilled in apologetics. I had a lot of Bible knowledge, but I was not I didn't really understand the counter arguments. And so to hear that back and forth was very helpful. But I think to me, what the most helpful thing was, was hearing people, um, especially people like Matt, who had come from Christianity, Mm-hmm. sound so confident in mm. their unbelief they like they I could tell they weren't afraid they were not scared of hell they weren't wondering what if I'm wrong like they had an assurance that I that just like mystified me because I was so afraid even when I was like putting it on the back burner and I wasn't sure who God was I still believed like heaven hell if I don't believe right I'm going to hell mm-hmm. because yeah. indoctrination you know that stuff is it's it's drilled into you and so I stopped believing in God before I stopped believing in hell. Um, I still had that that wow. fear, that belief um, that I just couldn't get rid of. Like, what if I'm wrong? And so right. hearing other people be a little blasphemous, you know, be satirical about it and just be very lighthearted with it and be very confident that they did not believe that it, it wasn't real really helped kind of like build up my confidence, you know, oh, because I felt nice. like they, I felt like they made sense. I felt like they were logical. Um, I was just so afraid to agree with them, you know? So mm-hmm. it was like nice to get to that point where it's like, okay, I think it's, I think it's okay to not believe. <laughs> Did you ever question yourself? What if I pick the wrong religion or the wrong God or the wrong <laughs> denomination? Did oh, that ever yeah. happen to you? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, um, that didn't happen. I would say that that didn't happen for most of like my Christian journey. Like I was always pretty confident. Like mm. I had the right God. I had the right relationship, you know, <laughs> they all, um, they all, of course me, God, God picked me, you know, yeah, everybody else is wrong. <laughs> They're all going to hell. Lucky me. Right. I'm so privileged. Um, but I, yeah. So I never had that until afterwards. And then that's why I went to a different church, you know, to try a different mm. denomination um, and just to see what else was out there. I didn't try any other religions at first uh that just 
I was so thrown off of religion, but I definitely got into like new age spirituality mm, right out the yeah. bat. And cause I was testing, I was, tr I was exploring, right. you know, trying right. to find what worked for me. Um, and then I did kind of look into other religions, but after, you know, a few years, I'm just kind of like, all of this just seems like bullshit. Like it's all it, like <laughs> right. one's bullshit, right. the other's bullshit. It's just like it's all bullshit. Different Everybody's flavors. making it up. Different yeah. Flavors, yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is all just being made up by people. And they're just like saying whatever they want to say and like interpreting exactly. it the way they want to interpret it. Like <laughs> something's right. not adding up here. <laughs> the math is not mathing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so how uh is your family coping with you? being a, a heathen not well <laughs> not, not well, well. uh well really? i wouldn't know these days i actually don't talk to most of my family uh, uh, these days samesies. so yeah um i you know i dealt with it for years and mm. um i felt like for the first few years that i had that i knew that i was an atheist that i knew i didn't believe i did not tell them um mm. i would just okay. tell them that i was like questioning or i was agnostic and yeah, I, I, I believe in God, but I'm just trying to figure it out. And they, yeah. they, they didn't, they didn't like that answer at all, course, um, right. but they dealt with it. Then when I realized, okay, I'm an atheist and I was outspoken about it, that took me several years to do, um, course, that, yeah. that killed them. I mean, that just mm. killed them. They hated it. And, um, it's mainly like my, my mother and my grandmother, they're kind of like two peas in a pod and, um, they're both very religious women. And, mm -hmm. um, so, and, and the rest of my family, I have a very big family, aunts, uncles, cousins, they're all very religious. And I'm the only atheist in my family, oh, no. <laughs> like the only one. Um, and so they had a tough time with that. And the final straw for me was a couple of years ago. It's been about two years now. Um, I posted something from like the satanic Bible about <laughs> like, it was about, it was on Facebook and it was about how you shouldn't make sexual advances toward people if they don't want it. Like you basically get consent, you know, right, before right. you, right. That, it's, that's, that's a pretty good passage. Something right. the Bible couldn't say. Fuck right. Yeah. Um, and so I posted that on my Facebook and I didn't even, I didn't provide any commentary. I just posted it, you know? Mm -hmm. And my mother texted me and she was like, um, do you post things just to hurt us? And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, she's like, no. she's like, that, that, that Satan thing that you posted on the internet, you just posted that to hurt your family. And, you know, I, I was like enraged. Like I was like seeing red, you know, right, and I, right. I had dealt with these accusations so much and gotten so used to them. And I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? No, I am done. <laughs> like, done. I'm not, yeah. I'm not apologizing. Yes. It's, I'm yes. not sorry. Like, if this hurts you, that's not my problem. It's your problem. Sounds like and you that was it. That <laughs> was it. Yes. I was done. So I, you know, there was a little bit of back and forth after that. It didn't go well. And I just like, I said, bye, I'm done. And not too long after that, I moved to Costa Rica and got on TikTok and started being outspoken about <laughs> with your partner then with my husband with yeah husband. yeah okay. so we spent the last year last year living in costa rica um oh and gosh. we Shit. we moved back here um at the end of the year um oh, in the winter why? time <laughs> yeah i know it's gotcha. a long, That's a long story but right, um, okay. is he from costa rica no no oh. no he's from here we Holy had actually Shit. We had never been to Costa Rica before, but um, oh. we were both like in a really like weird place where we just were unhappy and I had just cut all of my family off and right. I was like in a really weird place. I was really depressed. I mean, obviously, um, right. and it's like just a lot of like mental health issues and we're both like, we need to change. Like we got to do something big. We got to just like mm. make a big change. And so we decided like within it took us like two months to like make the decision. Okay, we're moving to Costa Rica. Crazy. And oh we sold everything. We like sold all of our stuff and it took our four cats and moved oh, to Costa Rica and yeah, spent a year there <laughs> and just oh, healed. <laughs> hey, like did you learn Spanish? A little bit. Poquito. Oh. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I wish I, I kind of want to do that now. 
it was awesome. I I don't I don't know if I would recommend it, but it was mm. it was honestly a great experience. It was a great time to heal. And mm. um, even though it's a very Catholic country, it's not like being oh. here. Like yeah. you know, here it's like Trump flags and Christian mm. just things everywhere. Like there, it's like you get a church on every corner, and that's kind of it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a nice like escape away from like. Um, the yeah. American way, the, the American nationalism, all of that. Yes. Mm. Much needed. Yeah. Yeah. And then you came wow. back to even worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Uh-uh. I know. Like, I, actually left. Fuck you. I left <laughs> the day after the insurrection. We were oh. on our plane leaving. Oh, so we were like leaving, like right as everything <laughs> was going down. You got the way that's a dumpster fire. Oh, <laughs> Wow, that's bye. That's yeah. nuts. Later, y'all. Yeah. So how did you find a, a place to live when you got there? Or did you stay at Airbnb? Hotel? Holy okay. Yeah, right. we just stayed at Airbnbs. We we moved around three times. Um wow. and yeah, so we spent a few months here, a few months there, and yeah. And we with, when with we four decided cats? with four cats, yeah. And How they did you great. do that? How did you manage that? Oh my god! Holy shit! Oh my god! It costs it costs more to fly our cats to and from Costa Rica than it costs for us to move <laughs> oh ourselves. <my> god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow! But it was worth it. It was worth uh, it. Yeah, yeah there you go. Crazy. That's a life experience that you know I'm very jealous of. <laughs> Life's short, like just, you know. Do yeah. crazy things. <laughs> Yes, I agree. I agree. To Scotland, I go. <laughs> yes, do it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So b- back to the deconstruction process, really quick. Um, yeah. You were saying that at some point you stopped believing in God before you stopped believing in hell. Yeah. How did you get over that belief in hell? What was something that helped you? Um, I think. So I became very introspective, very mm. introspective when I left the church, because growing up in a fundamentalist circle, especially you, it is like a sin to think about yourself, to focus on yourself, mm. um, you know, anything that glorifies yourself or seemingly glorifies yourself is a sin. And so I was not a very introspective person. You know, I was not um, someone who really like thought about my feelings, you know, and like actually acknowledged them. And so when I left the church and I kind of dropped my belief in God, I became, I I did like this journey of self exploration, asking myself a lot of questions and journaling and things like that. Um, And through that process, you know, I started to kind of ask myself, like, how do I feel about God, about heaven and hell and this whole process? Like, what are my, what are my thoughts? I'm allowed to to have an opinion, you know? And, um, and so when I thought about like hell and that whole process, like, first of all, it was like, well, you know, if Romans nine is correct, then I'm just screwed anyway. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) This is all in God's hands. I don't get it. I don't get a say, but if, if by chance God is real and if by chance he is love, he is goodness, he is kindness, he is compassionate. Like he is all the things that the church wants him to be and says that he is. Um, Then he understands where I'm at. Like he understands I am genuine in my Mm -hmm. search that I have done everything in my power to, yeah, Yeah. I've literally tried my best. He knows me. Like if he's omniscient, if he can hear my Mm -hmm. thoughts, he can see inside that he knows what's going on in here. And I know that I'm being genuine. I know that I have pure intent and that I just want to do the right thing. I I don't want to screw up. Um, But I'm, I have a lot of questions and they're not being answered. And so Mm -hmm. if he, if he knows that, like there's no reason he would ever, punish me for not finding him when I was genuine, you know? And so I kind of just went through that, like that thought process and started kind of reframing, you know, this whole concept and how I approached it and realizing that um, any God that would punish someone for unbelief for not believing is not good in any capacity. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you spin it. I don't Agreed. care if you say might makes right and he's God and he can do whatever he wants. I don't care. Fine. If he's God, he can do whatever he wants, but I don't have to agree with it. And I don't. Right. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the process I had to go through, but I was probably, I mean, I was scared of going to hell for 
years, you know, after mm-hmm. I left the church, after I lost my faith, um, just because I just always had that, that question at the back of my mind, like, what if I'm wrong? And yeah. it's so funny because, you know, you, you don't really ask yourself, well, what if I'm wrong about other religions? You know, what if, <laughs> right. like, because you're not really, all that's just like, duh, like, of course that's not real. And so mm-hmm. I started to take that approach to the Christian belief and, over time, it just, it just became nonsensical. It just became yeah. like, this is, this doesn't make sense. And it seems like a control tactic. It seems like Fuck a tactic yeah. to, to make people afraid. Uh-huh. And yep. when you can recognize it for what it is, it's a lot easier to overcome so, the fear yep. of it. And there's different versions of everything, you know, there's, there's denominations and some say that it's only by grace. Some say mm. by belief, you know, yeah. by your actions. I've been told before, even if you're an atheist, you know, God knows that you're trying, you can still go to heaven. What the fuck is the point of pretending to believe if you right. can still go to heaven? And why would I want to go to heaven with people like you? you know? Right? <laughs> Yeah. Like, Honestly, the thought of like living forever, like that kind of freaks me out. And worshiping bit. this God, constantly. I've seen enough. I'm done. Like I right. don't live forever. Like <laughs> no, no. I mean, if I do, I want to like go on to like a another realm or dimension, you know, yeah, and a actually, new body. Yeah, I want to see some cool aliens. Can I have like, like different... superpowers? Like, yeah, you know, like, let me level up or something. Yeah. <laughs> when I die, I just I just want to stay dead, you know. Just, yeah, just, just want to be done. You just want to rest for once. I'm just done, <laughs> man. Five more minutes, okay? God, like... <laughs> yeah, I go I go like back and forth. Like I sometimes I'm like terrified of dying, and the thought of like being gone forever like right. it makes me kind of yeah. stick to my stomach. Yeah. But then yeah. when I think about like living forever and like never being able to stop it, like I always right. say like never being able to get off the ride. Yeah. That yeah. like you think about it that way and it's like I don't want that either. So <laughs> and then you have I don't to watch know. all the people you love die. You know? <laughs> like if they're not like immortal too, like what the yeah, fuck? No, I don't want to go. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I'm good. I guess I guess I can't just be pleased either way. I know. <laughs> you can't please me, right? <laughs> Well, in a nutshell, heaven is basic. I mean, the concept, the whole fucking concept is like we we need to worship this God in order to go to this other realm when we die, so we can continue to so worship this continue God. To do- I'm like, what kind of fucking? <laughs> Why does God need all of this praise? egotistical, right. self-centered <laughs> asshole? What the fuck is this? I just I just don't know what he does with all this praise. Like, does he have like a meter? Like, <laughs> he has a praise. So king. much praise. Okay, <laughs> God has a praise kink. <laughs> like, oh yeah, praise me. Oh. Right. I just like, imagine him with like one of those little like uh, thermometers that you like color in, you know, as you're like like fundraising. <laughs> the fucking butter. <laughs> and like when he doesn't get enough praise for the day, he like throws a big tantrum and like right. drowns the whole or world, put, like, you know. <laughs> Like or a hide your keys, you know. Yeah. A uh, brownie face sticker, like yeah. you know, like yeah. zero stars, like. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I love that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, since leaving the, the the religion, is there anything you actually miss from it? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm. I would say that I I miss the community. Like okay. the just, yep. just right. the unconditional community too. Like as long as you're a believer, as long right. as you are, you know, trying to follow God and believe, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how much you mess up. It, it's like, oh, well, God will forgive you. We'll, we'll you know, it, you have that. You have that kind of like unconditional support unless you're no longer a believer. And then it just cuts off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I miss, I miss I'm like late. Wednesday night potluck you know mm-hmm. and I, I miss having groups of people that I could just like get together with on the weekends and we'd play cards and 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 you know talk about things like minus all the bible study stuff that was really nice um right. just having like these instant friends and support system and mm-hmm. um and I mentors you know people that I looked up to that would give me advice and you know be there for me um, I don't have that anymore. And that, not right. only do I not have that, but I also don't have a lot of family members that I have. So mm. leaving the church has been very lonely. Um, you know, right. I'm very thankful. I have my husband. Mm. I have a, a great best friend. I have a very small kind of um, group of people that I'm very thankful for, but I definitely miss that sense of community. And 
you can't really find that, especially like I live in a very rural area. Um, right. You know, there's there's not any kind of a secular or atheist made up group or anything within a hundred miles of me. Oh. Um, and so yeah. you just you don't get that when you know. And I think that's I think it keeps a lot of people in. Um, right. A lot of people that are right. questioning and doubting. I yes. think a lot of people get trapped because they like realize that yes. if they leave, they are on their own. They've Especially lost everyone. Like the cult, like Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Witnesses. Yeah. Holy shit. They will yeah. cut you off for real. They will like excommunicate you. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I didn't get excommunicated. Like, you know, I come from a family and a church that if I were to, to call them up tomorrow, they would gladly you know, talk to me and have a relationship, but it would Mm. be a very fake one. It would be one that was with the goal of eventually leading me back to Jesus. And so you, you don't get, you don't have these genuine relationships with these people Mm -hmm. anymore. You can't because they, in their mind, you know what they're thinking about you because you came from them. Like you, you know what they used to say about people who didn't believe. And when you're on the other side, you know, they're thinking those things about you and it's just impossible. It's impossible to maintain that, that relationship that you once had. And that really sucks. That really sucks. And I hate it for people. I hate that people have to go through this when they leave the church and feel so alone and that it keeps Mm. so many people from actually leaving. Right. Like uh, when, whenever Christians say, oh, I love you or we love you, you know, like, no, you don't. Christian love is the fakest fucking love that I've ever experienced. And it's like, I can see it coming from a mile away. Y'all are yeah. fake motherfuckers, just like your God, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, it's so, oh, it's creepy. First off, you know, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's well, you so have fake. us. i i have built a really cool community i've met so many people through tiktok and like i never thought that i would actually be connecting with so many people that think like i do you know it's it's very comforting (laughs) yes um have you been banned yet on tiktok Not she's yet. Nice she's too not. Yeah, too yeah, nice. you're right. You're... No, I did get a video. T- I called. Oh, I can say it here. I, I find myself like censoring myself a lot. Like when I'm not on TikTok. Oh, no, don't I, you know, no, yeah. no um, I, I, I posted a video the other day. And within like, I think it was like five hours, it had gotten like over a hundred, I think like 110,000 views. Like it was like soaring, right? Soaring. And it was a video where I was talking about like problems that I had with God. Like somebody's like, what's your problem with God? So I was just like making a list (laughs) of like, you know, like my problems with God, like mosquitoes and women giving birth and things like that. Um, But I said in it, I said, um, most of his followers are jerks. (laughs) <laughs> and I got reported, oh, and they took geez. my video down. <laughs> I saw the video; it's fantastic. Yeah. Yes, oh, I was actually gonna—I was gonna ask you, like, what's your problem with God, Christy? Come on, <laughs> you can tell us right yeah. now the same list if you remember. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you, God. So what, what is it that you said? Mosquitoes, yeah. uh, brain oh, cancer, God, I, uh, genocide, infanticide, cursing Adam and Eve for eating a piece of fruit, yes. uh, killing yeah. everyone in a worldwide flood. You know, because he didn't like the way they turned out. He killed right. his own son. That's not very nice. Don't kill your own kid. Don't kill your kid. Come on, okay, God. Don't fuck your dad. Don't kill your kid. God. <laughs> Yeah. Don't, don't come outside your dead brother's wife. Yeah, right, right. Don't just. But on the slavery ground. is fine. It's slavery. <laughs> Dashing the baby's heads against rocks. Okay. Oh, we love that. We love, <laughs> we that. love, we love that for us, you know. <laughs> mosquitoes, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> like, but why mosquitoes, though? Come on, guys. Like, what is the point? Come on. That one pisses me off. So they're like intelligent design, and I'm like, they literally go around Bitch, sucking my blood. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> wait, and don't wait. Isn't flies only live for like twenty four hours or some really? shit like that? Something like that. So, yeah. so, like, there's there's a insect that lives twenty four hours, and I'm like, what's what the, the point? Fuck. What exactly? You, li- you literally you you. You are born, you eat, you fuck, you die. I mean, I mean that's pretty much I'm all of us, not though, right? But you know, like, give me a little bit more time, you know, <laughs> tiny bit. Honestly, that sounds like a nicer life than like you know, just like eat, fucking working, and then dying. You know, at least that's what I'm saying. Okay? <laughs> just take out the work and hell, man. That's it. That's that's a good life, actually. <laughs> God damn it. I fucking love it. 
<laughs> Have you experienced any crazy shit for being a woman and a non-believer? Uh, any personal like, attacks on that? On, um, on TikTok, I mean. On TikTok? Um, for being a woman and a non-believer? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they love to call me Jezebel. Um, which is, I, I like, I like that a lot. This one girl one told me I had Jezebel vibes and I'm like, oh, that's got yes. a nice ring to it. That's I like that. Like, uh, hell yeah. But no, I, I, not really. I mean, they just, they kind of, I get a lot of, I get mansplained a lot. And I hate it. Like I, I do, I do lives a lot and like men mm. love to like, just get on live and just like mm -hmm. preach about like the Bible. And I'm like, dude, I've heard this a million times. Like let's yeah. get to the point, you know, but yeah. right. You know, I don't know. I think You're I think just we a all silly get woman. Hate. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you know? I'm deceived by Satan. I'm I'm working for my daughter. Satan, by Satan. So, you know, what can you do? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Mel, okay. do you know what mansplaining means? It's gay. Fuck you. Are you gonna explain it to Fuck us? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Um so what is in your opinion? Um, what is the dumbest argument for God <laughs> that, that that you that you've like been around with, like you've experienced? The wind, Mal. The wind. The wind. <laughs> look at the trees. Look, look at, at the, the trees. trees. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think look at the trees is a better argument than what if you're wrong, Pascal's um, wager. Like Pascal's that, yep, that yep. to me is like if you just think about that one for more than like three seconds, you'll realize that is like the dumbest. <laughs> like most fallacious reason to like believe in one specific God when like there are like tens of thousands of concepts of God out there, you know, right. like mm -hmm. what if you're wrong about like the great glitter blob in the sky and you oh, know, hell, the glitter blob. Or right. Hinduism, like, Hinduism yeah. has been around for thousands and thousands mm. of years. Yeah. Right before Christianity, so or what if you're wrong about the 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 specific Christianity that you're in? What if like Mormons are right and you're a Southern Baptist? Yeah. Like you're just screwed. You're you know? What if you're yeah. a, a Calvinist and the Catholics are right? You know exactly, exactly. So, so that Calvinists are scary as fuck. Like I don't know yeah. if you've ever like. Holy well, that my boyfriend when I was 17 the one that like mm. got me onto Romans 9 he was a Calvinist and I oh. was not and so that yeah that sent me on a whole big loop and you know people <laughs> are always shit. like oh you fell for the false doctrine of Calvinism you know <laughs> wow <laughs> of course it's a I, false doctrine of course yeah right right <laughs> but they're not think, real Christians I think that Calvinism Ugh. is the, the most logical conclusion you can come to like if oh. you're going to be a Christian and right. you're going to believe in this all-powerful omniscient God you have to believe that like no, there's no free will and mm -hmm. everybody's just like along for his right you have to like that's just logical like i have right. more respect for the calvinist <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. well, there's been a lot of uh people defending slavery on tiktok lately and mm. it's fucking crazy oh god I just... well i mean they defend uh, honestly they defend like all kinds of crazy stuff, like mm -hmm. killing kids. I've had multiple people tell me that they would kill a kid if God told them to. And I'm just like, yeah. mm. <sighs> how do you even, how do you even go about that? I don't even know. People who are trying to talk to me about morality, like <laughs> trying to tell me that I don't have a moral. Well, where do you get your morals, ma'am? <laughs> right. Where do okay, you get you, your morals? You would kill kids and enslave people for God. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. You get your morals from the Bible. Like, have you read the Bible? Uh, answer is no. They have not. No. <laughs> no, they just use their pastor like an audio book. <laughs> That's like, an, like a Cliff Notes. Like yeah. fucking. It's literally what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they really only hear the pastor and go off of that, and that's it. They trust what that person is interpreting. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. So, um, is reading. your husband an atheist as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he okay. Is. Nice. We actually we met when I like right after like my intervention and I oh, left home. Shit. Like we left like we met like a month after that. And um he was an atheist. He always had been. He never really uh, believed okay. in God. He was like a rebel. He was one of those like he was one of those punk rock kids in school that like oh. like would get sent to the principal's office because he nice. went to the Pledge of Allegiance. So right. he was like he was always a rebel. Um, okay. And then he met me like this questioning, you know, oh. former Christian girl, and right. you know, the rest is history. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's so cool. Good for you. How long have you been married? Uh, well, we have been together for twelve years, and we've been married for three. 
Oh. So, yeah. Awesome. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so one final question for you. Okay. Uh, what is your advice for uh, the person who is newly deconstructing? What advice would you give them? Hmm. Um, just run fast away <laughs> from all of it as fast as hey, you can. Hey. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No, <laughs> no more seriously. Um, I, would, I would just like... I would say to never be afraid to follow the questions wherever they lead Mm -hmm. and to not be afraid of asking those Mm -hmm. questions in the first place. And as a follow-up to that, I would say that if, you know, because typically somebody who's newly deconstructing, they're, they don't know what to believe about God. They don't know who God is. They don't, you know, Mm -hmm. know what they think about him. And I would just say, if God is good, if God is good at all, if he is understanding, if he is supreme, um, He's not going to be angry at you for asking questions and for being rational and using the brain that he gave you to come to conclusions about your reality. Right. And that that should be really all anybody needs to keep in mind. And then just just live from there. Be authentic. <laughs> Do your thing. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and somebody asked me, what would be good evidence for God that would convince you? I tell them, well, God knows what will convince me. Literally, yep. literally, yeah, literally. He knows what he would have to do. Everything, right? Exactly. Like, so. You just have to go outside. Okay, I don't know. I know a bad thing. this, but, but Christy, fucking a Christian told me that. Okay, all you have to do is just pray and ask. So I did that, right, on the vi- yeah. on video, and there, and then I'm like, nothing happened. They literally told me that I have to go outside <laughs> of the four walls that I was in because God can't hear me. No. I guess through the walls. <laughs> You know, God's greatest weakness is walls, but whatever. Oh, that is so creative. It's, uh, yeah. chariots made out of iron. I fucking love it. I what? love it. Iron chariots as well. Iron, I, mean, iron chariots, I, was, yeah. I was always told that it was my sin blocking me. I didn't realize it was the wall. <laughs> it's that ugly curtain that you have. <laughs> yeah. The sin curtain. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, thank you so fucking much. You are awesome. I'm so glad we got to you finally after how long we've been trying to fucking get you in. Yeah, this is like last year. Yeah, she was in Costa Rica. Okay. I had like no internet connection then. (laughs) Fucking nuts, yo. So, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on TikTok. Uh, it's my name at Christy Burke, Christy Dot Burke, actually. Um, yes. And YouTube. I'm on YouTube now. So if you look really? Up, Christy Burke. Yeah, Christy Burke on YouTube. I just uh, posted my first few videos over the last couple months. Um, but I hope to. I hope to transition because TikTok is very unstable. It I don't is. like the algorithm. Yeah. I don't like being a slave to it. It's yes. just. It's there's a lot of weird stuff going on with TikTok. So I'm yeah. gonna try to move over to the the YouTube scene and and uh, do awesome. more videos there. So. Maybe yeah, like preview that. like your videos on TikTok Be like, so that people go over here, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've done yeah, that a couple times, but the algorithm gets really angry whenever I do right. anything related yeah. to you YouTube. Have to, I like, think it'd be very creative. The, the tube yep. of views, you I know, you can't say YouTube, you know. I, like, I learned that if I say what's it starts with a Y and ends with an E, that's what I have to say. And, and the oh, algorithm really? caught there you that. Go. Yeah. Starts with a Y and ends with an E. Maybe I need to start doing that because my videos are not getting views. Like they get stuck at two, three hundred, I swear. Yeah, like honestly, that, that's that. been happening with a lot of people lately too. It's so fucking bullshit. It's yeah, been some weird, funky stuff going on, and I just feel like you, you have to be like a slave to the algorithm, and I just yes. don't like it. So. Yeah, get a sense of yourself and just like. And I don't I do can't friends. Call, I can't say I don't jerk. Do dances. <laughs> I can't say jerk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't dance either. <laughs> well, I do dance, but I don't do the dances that are popular. I don't do the trendy stuff, you know? So that's yeah. another thing. I'm not a teenager with my shirt off, you know? <laughs> I'm a brown Peruvian. Well, now a, it's, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm a 35 year old dumb bitch. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Well, yeah. that, that, that was great. I, we appreciate you yes, talking you. to us. But we also wanted to remind our listeners and our viewers that we have a merch store. If you go to the link in the description, you will find the merch store. We have some cool shit, including Woo-hoo. a design of Mel fucking Jesus in the air. 
as you do, you know. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Did smash you Jesus, your bitch. <laughs> with a gag ball. With a gag ball. I'm going to send you the link so you can look at it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm not king shaming. Listen. Oh, no, no, no. We don't king shame here. <laughs> we don't king shame here. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but anyway. Um, don't forget to hit that notification bell so you can. Wait, I totally missed a dab, but whatever. Uh, miss, don't miss our new episodes. God damn it. <laughs> episodes come out on Mondays and they're also available as audio only. If you prefer that format, please leave us what a voice a message. God damn it. You know, I'm getting tired of saying that, um, but whatever. Uh, well, don't forget to li like and subscribe and leave us a review. A review. Uh, is that a review? A rating. A rating. <laughs> oh, a my review. God. A rating. A five-star rating if you're listening on one of those podcast platforms. If you do less than five, you believe in Jesus. <laughs> nobody wants that. Okay. Also, don't forget to follow us on the Twits. Uh, it's the at Beth and Mel 666. Mine is at Meltree Fitty, and his is at uh, Beth and Metal 666. And we yes. want to say thank you to those who support us on Patreon and on Anchor. If you would like to be a supporter, the link is here in the description on Patreon, or you're going to go to patreon.com, burning it in 666. There are different tiers, different levels of support. Uh, but starting on the second uh, tier, you are able to have your name here. We'll give you a shout out. <laughs> so a big thank you to the patrons who are... Ron H., Sabrina <laughs> A., <laughs> and our friend, our best friend forever, Chico. BFF. <laughs> BFF. And also a big thank you to those on Anchor who are Robin and William. Thank yes. you so fucking much. We love you. We appreciate yes. you. Yeah. So if you want your name here, you'll be supporting what we do. You know, if you mm. like what we do, come on. Like, Throw a six we'll, we'll send you one titty. <laughs> we'll send you one titty, yeah. but you have to choose which one of us and which that's titty, true. which yes. you know, which side. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the top tier. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no, yeah. If you go to the top tier, you can get a hoodie. There's perks. There's shirts. There's all yeah. kinds of shit. So yeah, go check it out. Yes. Oh, and last but not least. We always want to give a big shout out to Recovering from Religion, mm, uh, yes. which is an awesome organization that provides support to those who are deconstructing from their faith. They provide a network of support. Uh, they do forums. They do. Uh, they also have the Secular Therapy Project, which is uh, an amazing registry of secular therapists. So if you're looking for some mental health. I think after my dream, I'm going to have to use that. <laughs> you're going to need it. <laughs> I'm going to need it. <laughs> god damn it uh yeah so go do that go do that yes other do than that thing. any last words <laughs> nope <laughs> this I was fun Kristen, you are fucking awesome. she lies it's we fine are, we are She's friends in real life okay in yes. irl yes are you gonna be able to <laughs> go to the atheist convention in phoenix when is that easter weekend easter weekend of oh, next year next yeah. year uh yeah. i don't know maybe i might mm. maybe We'll see. It's in it. Phoenix, Arizona. Everybody's yeah. like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Nobody likes Arizona. Arizona. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be hot as fuck. It would be. I know, right? I know. That's why I'm like, I don't know. Do I really want to go to Arizona? <laughs> Swamp titties. But what's cool is that, you know, you can come say hi to us at least. Well, I don't know. If I hope to. I will. We'll see. I'm not much of a planner. Uh, <laughs> put it in your calendar. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right then. All right. Until next time. And that yes. is what the Lord wants. Amen. 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 Amen.